How do I tell this I'm done with this? I have no idea. Are you like in a combat mode? Ta-da. I did it. Did you just refresh the page? No. We want to know how so that when we're the DMs next week, we can do it. Um, I refreshed the page. Under the blazing sun in the Lopetian desert lies the proud city of Mansamalut. The hard-working denizens of this mercantile capital live honest lives. But when the sun goes down, there is another face to this metropolis. The zookeeper is the head of a vast criminal network that controls trade just out of view of the law. This is the story of three aspiring members of That Thieves Guild. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast about a band of bards out on tour. But today, we're playing Burglar Mystery Tour about a thieves guild out robbing fools. My name's Brayden, and I'll be your DM. It's Nora, playing Hap Shepsum, a handsome dude who gets by on his looks, charm, and eye for detail. Hap's not from around here, but he's adopted the big city as his home. This lucky SOB is ready for some thievery. I'm Ed, and I'm your favorite Drell Master. Drell Griefstroke is a warlock who worships the darkness within. He's wearing all black, including a black studded leather with a black logo painted on it. And I'm Emily, and I'm playing Jaxo Gix. Jaxo Gix is the cutest little kobold you ever did see. He is two feet tall and some change, but he says he's three feet all the time. He is orange, he never wears a shirt, he never wears shoes, he's an ex-pirate, and he's apparently a ranger. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang was attacked by two assassins while strolling home with the zookeeper in the proud city of Manzamalut. We join them as they gather themselves after the skirmish. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. Alright, great work. Are you walking the zookeeper to a place for some care? Yeah, he seems like he might need somebody to lean on, so I think we should. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go loot the bodies. Yeah. Okay, cool. Which body do you want to dig around in first? I want to go around the ninja first. Okay, so if you peel back some of the silk wrappings, you'll see that this is a very thin, gaunt, yellow-skinned person wearing some plate armor, and they're carrying a... Two-handed silver greatsword. Ooh. Uh, would that armor fit my bod or too mm, big? Way too big. How about that sword? Can I use it? I think also too big for you. Okay. But you can pick it up. I'm going to pick I it think. up. I'm going to pick it all up and I'm going to be like, hey, guys. Or right here. You don't have to yell. You guys walked away with what's his face. I think I walked away. Oh, okay. Trelly right here. Do you want this? No. I found you this, Hap! But I want this, and I take all of the silk. Whoa. Because it's black? Yeah. Even though it's, what did you say it was, midnight? Yeah, well, I start cutting it up into, uh, like, six by six squares of silk. You can use them as band-aids? 
No. Out in the field because you want black bandages. Oh, also, uh, do they have any exposed bones? N- no. Oh, I made sure I got my dagger back, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. In the ninja's head, there was a dagger. Well, I pulled that out too. I'm going to summon my packed weapon and de-skin some of the bones from one of their arms and then just like shatter the bone into a couple bits and pick up a bunch of the bits of the bone. Okay. And then all those uh, swatches of silk. Yeah, you can do that. It's pretty gruesome and uh, that's pretty gross. Well, I need it. Yeah. Also, I want to point out that de-skinning and skinning are the same thing. <laughs> that's true. Languages, man. Um. Okay. Are you going to loot the shinobi too? Oh, yeah. Then Jaxo runs over the shinobi and checks that guy out. All right. He's got exactly the same equipment, which is basically nothing except for the silver greatsword and plate armor. All right. I take that sword because I'm like, at least we could hawk it for some money. Yeah. These have to be worth something to me of silver. I take both of the swords. Is he also thin, gaunt, and yellow? Yes. They look very similar. And... An astute eye might notice that they look pretty similar to the zookeeper, too, who is always like a weird, thin, yellow guy, but you never thought much about it because, you know, Jaxo looks different than everybody else in the city, too. It's kind of like not that crazy to see weird people. Yeah, I think it's probably fine. When I noticed that, do you feel like, am I allowed to be like, are these guys your brothers? Yeah. Did you describe the zookeepers this before? Mm-hmm. Well, the zookeeper also... Wait, did I call you on it before, too? I don't remember, but the zookeeper traditionally wears, like, cloaks and things. Mm. But you guys have gotten to know the zookeeper a lot better since he found out that he could trust you. Okay. All right. Well, I run up to the zookeeper, catch up with them with my little legs, and I'm like, hey, man, are these, uh, these guys, like, related to you? He looks over and sees you holding those swords, and he reaches out to knock them out of your hands. And he's like, no, put those down. I dodge. Okay. Um. I'm like, no, no, I'm taking these. I'm going to sell them. He's like, no, you you can't sell them. You have to get rid of them. You have to leave them there. Why? I want to hawk them. You don't understand. They'll come after you the way they've come after me. Why'd they come after you? Because he has one of those swords. What what were they yelling to you during that combat? They sound like they were telling you something not very nice. Also, if you have one of these swords and they're coming after you for it, you can have three. They're not going to triple come after you. You can just have more of the sword. Or you should leave your sword, too. Yeah, no, you... I can, we, to, can we talk once I get some healing? I'll heal you right now. You need a healer monster? That's probably yeah. smart. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, I cast a healer monster on us. Sick. What is that actually? It's called Healing Spirit. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, and it's a bonus action, so I could have done it at any moment, but I'm waiting to do it until now. You call forth a nature spirit to soothe the wounded. The intangible spirit appears in a space that is a five-foot cube you can see within range. It looks like whatever you choose. Transparent. Until the spell ends, whatever you or a creature you can see moves into the spirit space for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, you can cause the spirit to restore 1d6 hit points. All right, sick. You cast a heal a monster, and the zookeeper gets healed and stabilized and feeling better. Great. And then he's like, I guess this is as good a place to talk about it as any. And he looks up and down the corridor. All I had to do was do a thing I should have done during the freaking battle. It's not like he died. It's fine. Basically, can't die when I'm around. We'll spare the dying, please. Okay, well, I've been keeping a secret from you guys for a long time. And I don't want you to be too shocked, but I'm not actually from Monzamalut. You don't, yeah, Jax is not from Monzamalut either. Hap says, Psh, please, who is from Monzamalut? I'm from Monzamalut. 
Well, except for Drew. Well, in a sense, I'm from Manzamalut in that I've been here a long time. Yeah, I've been here my whole life. Because you really like it, because it's a nice city. But I'm older than you, Drell, so I've been here longer. Yeah, I know. I'm like an up-and-coming thief, and you're like the zookeeper. Yeah, I've been here for like a year. So these assassins sometimes come after me because of my old life. Before, I used to be a, a peaceful manager of a thieves' guild. What was your old life? Hairdresser. No. Good guess. Because my hair looks great. And he lifts his cap. What's more dangerous than the master of a thieves' guild? Seems pretty dangerous to me. Maybe it was less dangerous. I'll tell you what's more dangerous. Darts at a bar. No. What? Rodeo star. No, I'm just going to tell you. You don't have to guess. Bull in a china store. Oh, my God. For the china? The lich leader of an entire warrior race of proud Gith Yankee. Wait, are you dead? Me? Yeah. No. Are you undead? No. How can you be a lich leader? How could you be dead or undead? One, how could you be none of, neither of those? You could be alive. I'm alive. That's I'm the not same dead as being undead. What? No, 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 no. First you're alive, then you're dead, then if you come back, you're undead. Depends on how you come back. Sometimes you can come back alive. That's a thing. Yeah, oh, Jack, so we have a lot to show you. Yeah, Drell's, Drell's going to need to do a PowerPoint presentation for you. I gotta, Tomorrow, I'm going to show you something really cool. Jack says, like, looking from head to head, like, what? You asked me what was more dangerous than the leader of a thieves' guild, didn't you? Yeah. And then I said the lich leader of a warrior race of Gith Yankee. But was that from what the you, astral plane? What you were? That no, what, that's what oh. I had to escape from. That's why I'm here. This was more dangerous than me. We were saying that your previous job was more dangerous than this job. Oh, yeah. My previous job was working for the lich leader of a warrior race of Gith Yankee in the astral plane. Oh, that's different. What plane is this? Prime material. He wants to go to the astral plane? We could kill some people. You saw how tough we were. Especially me. I puff out my chest. Well, I wasn't going to ask you guys this. I cover up some of my wounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tough. But it's starting to seem like it might be a necessity. Because they keep coming after me. And so far, I've been able to fend them off. But I've built this family here now that I need to take care of. And I can't go around getting killed off and assassinated in the middle of the night. Are you talking about your bird? Yeah. How do you? Yeah. What about it? What's his name? Coco. It's K-O-K-O, not C-O-C-O. K-O-C-O? No, K-O-K-O, because I like to knock people out because I'm tough. C-K-O-C-K-O? Complete knockout, complete knockout. I have a question. How long ago did you work for this lich leader? Oh, it feels like a whole lifetime ago. Yeah, why she still got such a vendetta against you? Uh... Well, I kind of abandoned them. You see, what you might not have been able to tell, and he holds up his silver sword, is that I was once one of them. Yeah, we kind of made that connection, seeing as these we found these other big silver swords. I hold them up. But someone told me not to carry those silver swords around, so you should leave yours in the sewer. They'll come out. Well, I can't leave. I need mine. Do you want two more? No. If I carry a sword around for a while, will I turn yellow? No. I was born this way. All right, I can take a sword. I don't know. What color were you born? This one. Best color, orange, with a yellow belly. I ain't scared of nothing. All right, look, here's the thing. These swords are prized possessions amongst our people, and they'll come back and try to kill you for them. What if we just bring them to them? But they're not coming them. to get me for mine, because mine belongs to me. All right, wait, now this is a dumb question. Are those two dead? Yes. Were they dead before we I, killed them? 
was leaning towards making Drell the heist master a minute ago because of the silly answers and questions from the other two, but now you've asked if they're dead. It's back to an even playing field. Well, no, wait, we killed a devil and she just went back to a different plane when she died. Oh, no. Those two are dead dead. Are they from the prime material plane? Well, they're from the astral plane. All of us Gith Yankee were born in the astral plane. So if you kill a if you kill an extra planar being, do they go back to their plane or do they die? Oh, you guys don't know about this. If you truly travel to that plane, then you can die there. But if you're projected to that plane, then you can't die there. So they're really here. Yes. Were they dead before we killed them? No. Somebody explain a lich to me. Yeah, I wanted to know about that one too. I ain't never heard of that before. The lich is dead, right? He looks over his shoulders conspiratorially and he's like, listen, not many people know this, but that's exactly why I had to flee my people. They're led by the Lich Queen, Vlakith. What she does is she builds your trust. She sends you on missions to make you powerful. She teaches you to be a warrior. And once you've gained enough power, she consumes your soul to make herself live longer. And I wasn't going to let her do that to me. So I had to escape. So you were being selfish. Yeah, I, I guess. Does she let you have a long and fulfilling laugh before she consumes your soul? I, kind of. You get to go on raids and you go out to other planes and attack and kill powerful enemies and you feel great about yourself. So, yes. What if you wanted to have, like, get married and have some kids? That's fine. You can do that. I don't see what the problem is then. Because she kills you after she tells everybody she's promoting you. And it's not a promotion. It's a demotion to death. But nobody even knows that. That sounds like it's a marketing problem to me. Yeah, why don't you out her instead of running away? Uh, she would definitely kill me then. Well, she's trying to kill you now. Yeah, but she's just sending two at a time instead of squads of eight or 30. Yeah, why is she sending Does two at a time? Does she only send them in eights, thirties, and twos? I'll tell you why she sends them two at a time. Because she still knows where I am. Which is why I need you guys to go to the records room and find my file and destroy it. Paperwork, it's the way to get deleted permanently, Think you know? she's going to forget where you are if the paperwork's gone? Yeah, that's how it works. I feel like I might have exaggerated my importance in her mind. It's just that, like, I'm on a list of bounties. Sometimes she's people like come... She's got a kill list, and he's, like, number 20. Oh. Yeah, 20. I'm real high up. I'm starting to think you're just like, you ran away and she doesn't care about you. I'm on a bounty list. Let's put it that way. And that's why people are coming to find me. Is this a bounty list in Monzamlut or is it in the astral plane? Well, it's in the astral plane. In the great city of Tunareth. Can I take a nap first? What was the question? No, I think we're good. I just um, don't have any spells left. I'm tired because it's, we left the bar at 8 a.m., and it's yeah. been minutes. I think we should all go home, get some sleep, and then let, talk about the plan tomorrow. Yeah, let's get, let's reconvene tomorrow. Can we get some hot dogs on the way? Sure, Jaxo. Yeah. I want a taco. That's okay. We can do both. We're going to go to ADM Tacos, the hot dog taco stand. Yeah. Right. Let's go there. I really owe you guys. I'll treat. Yeah. Let's yes. do it. I'm going to get a hot dog and a taco shell. And 5108-3605, along with the zookeeper, goes to eat some 8 a.m. tacos. Drell's going to go home and tell his mom he's going to bed, but then he's going to stay up and paint miniatures all night. Okay. Uh, is anybody else doing anything weird after the hot dog tacos? Or normal? Anything except anything, just anything at all? Hap's going to go home and then dance with his lady friend and then go to the bedroom. Jackson's going to go swimming off his houseboat. 
off the Dorch. Polar bear swim. And then he's going to go to bed. Is Jaxo warm-blooded or cold-blooded? He's cold-blooded. Seems dangerous to go for a polar bear swim. It's not polar bear swim. It's a desert. It's hot. They're cold deserts. Deserts get cold, cold at, night. at night. What's yeah. the temperature right now? What temperatures are there in D&D? Is it still Fahrenheit and Celsius? It's all Celsius. Fahrenheit was made illegal in D&D in 1985. Yeah, it's six degrees at night. Celsius? Well, you don't have to say Celsius because it's just always what? Celsius. Is that good or bad? It's warm. I don't know if there's good or bad in temperature. There's just temperature, right? Mm. There's like unhealthy for human habitation. Isn't it like 50 degrees Fahrenheit right now? If it's six degrees Celsius? No, it's like four, more like 45, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, then it's still a little too cold to go chilly swimming. I guess he's smart enough he doesn't do that. I just really want him to take a jump in his skivvies into the swimming. And Maybe there's a hot tub set up at the dock. An onsen? For residents. He's not there. He's like just on the woods trying to keep his boat hidden. There's no woods. It's just like some reeds. Yeah, he makes his saxophone reeds there. Jackson plays the saxophone? No, he makes reeds and sells them on the side. Not They're not good. He plays the saxophone. And then he goes to bed, and Drell stays up all night and doesn't go to bed. Really all morning. Does that mean you don't get a long rest? I restfully paint miniatures. I don't do anything active. Is that true, DM? Yep, but I don't sleep. He get all his hit points back? Yeah. Is he an elf? No, categorically he's not an elf. <laughs> okay, just Correct. checking. I'm not an elf. Do I get all my hit points back? Yes, everybody take a long rest. Nothing happens to any of you in the middle of the night. Unless you sleep in the freezing cold water, then you lose hit points. I did not do that. I guess in the middle of the day, in the middle of your long rest. Except for Drell's mom yells at him for, you know, being out all night. Does she yell at you for that? She probably gives me passive aggressive comments during dinner time. How old is Drell? Because it sounds like he's like 16. Yeah, but he's probably 34. (laughs) Oh, he's 18. Oh. It's fine that he lives in his parents' basement. Maybe he's 19 now, because it was six months, so there's a 50% chance you passed your birthday. Roll a D100. 54%. That means I didn't. Does that mean your birthday is coming up soon, or it just happened right before the last arc? That's a good question. Those are both ways to barely not be able to. I should just not leave it to luck. I should just be 19 now. Big adult man now. My mom's always like... Adult enough to stay up all night, adult enough to get a job. And I'm like, hmm. Do you help your mom with the bills at all? Yeah. But then she's like, where'd you get this money? You selling drugs? I'm like, no, mom, I have a job. She's like, what is it? I'm like, I'm a courier. She's like, that sounds like you sell drugs. I'm like, I don't sell drugs, mom. All right. And she's like, no locking your door at night. There's no locked doors in my house. You're under my roof. You play by my rules. Do you have a curfew? Yeah, but it's like 9 p.m. And like a, in the past four years, haven't been back before my curfew. Jaxo's 27. That's old for a couple, isn't it? Turns out Hap is the old one of the bunch because he's 32. Wow. Imagine if you could still be handsome at the age of 32. Everyone that's 32 is ugly. There's a couple of people like us because we're young. Yeah, we young kids over here with the podcast. Ooh, boy, that sure was scary, huh, groupies? Thanks for sticking with us the whole time. We knew you believed in us, the soggy boys, to win. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm the DM. I was trying to kill them all. 
Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. Remember to check out bardicmysterytour.com for any kind of information. And if you didn't see any information, just click refresh every 20 seconds on the page until new information shows up. Um, that will link to all of our social media accounts. That will link to our Redbubble store if you want to get some, you know, like a printed T-shirt or something. I don't know. We think it's cool. Um, I don't have much to say, so I'm not going to say much. And that's what I have to say. And now it's time to get back to the show and see what happens next for these tough, tough boys. All right. So it's the next day, the next evening, and you guys all meet up with the zookeeper in the zookeeper's office. Correct. Yeah. What's it look like in here? It is swanky. There are two cigar boxes on his desk. Huge desk made out of exotic wood. Uh, let me ask you a question. Do we, on our way, pass any more of the heads of the departments? What are they called? Let's just say they're masters. Yeah, do we pass any of the masters? Sure. I try to chum up a little bit uh, by saying, like, a, you know, like a walking down a hallway cool comment, like, oh, hey, man, I haven't seen you since yesterday. Uh, where, what were you in before you got pulled for the special assignment? You were a basher? You were an ape? Yeah. You were part gorilla. of the jungle? Yeah, yeah, I was part of the jungle. Yeah, let's say you come across Frank talking to uh, Gordon Thumbneck. Oh, hey, hallway. Gordon, hey, Frank. You remember Frank, right? Oh, yeah. He's a towering half-orc, at least six and a half feet tall, with a thick muscles that stress the seams in his double-breasted suit. The suit was once well-tailored, even though it has seen better days, with a herringbone pattern and long coattails. He wears a matching vest, a navy blue tie, and a top hat. He is surprisingly well-spoken and polite. Frank carries a humongous maul all the time, which he sometimes holds like a gentleman's cane. You remember that, right? I knew all that. It's in my notes. So, you say hi to Frank? Yeah, I'm going to chum it up. A quick chum, like walk-by chum. Like small talk in the hallway or at the water cooler chum. He says, looking good, Drell. Keep it tight. I grab my black cloak and I tug on it tightly. He gives you a fake salute. It's a real salute, but it's like kind of like mocking the idea of like military hierarchy. Gotcha. And then as you walk past, you can hear him whispering to Gordon Thumbneck. He says, I don't know. I wouldn't have said it a couple years ago, but I think that kid might be going places. And Gordon, you, what, what, you, what, you can tell me what Gordon says. Gordon's like... It's like seeing your child on graduation day, you know? Here, here. And then you're too far to hear after that. What else did you want to know? The zookeeper's office has tapestries on the wall. Yeah, what yeah, what have? were the tapestries? Well, one is a woman with her arms raised, holding scales. You recognize her as the historical figure, Abitha. Yeah. I point that one out to Drell, and I'm like, hey, that's that girl you told me about that, like, lied and stuff. Yeah. One is a monstrous skull with some weird circular writing carved into it. The flames in the back? Is it the one from Minecraft? That's weird. No, it's not from Minecraft. They don't have any circles in Minecraft. Only squares. And another really serious thing. Just like some cool swords hanging on the wall. A unicorn. No, that's not serious. A dragon. Yeah, a young red dragon. Um, When you said they had silver greatswords, were they... Like European straight swords. I assumed that they were like curved because they were ninjas. I think I like. I see what you're saying. So the thing is that they're kind of curved, but they're not like. I thought it was gonna be like Final Fantasy. A katana. They're like yeah, they're more like that kind of sword. What you say? Like Final Fantasy, like ridiculously oversized. 
Oh no no wait not that not cloud sword, sword. like the buster um, sword not the buster sword they're like um oh, they just have like kind of like a swooping edge yeah, to I was thinking them. like a nodachi yeah but they're not like that they're like sure they're like European swords but they have a curve to them though okay in a single blade so I guess it's kind of like a nodachi if you had that same functionality with a European styling like the hilt and the pommel and the handguard are all like broader. Yes. I want to look around the office and see if he has any cool knickknacks or, like, awards yeah. that one might display in an office. Um, Best of Thieves Guild 2056. No, I, no, doesn't have anything like that. He has um, a picture, like, some kid drew with a crayon that says, my favorite zookeeper. Barely uh, recognizable that it's him. I was going to say, I want to put a mug down that says, world's best zookeeper. And, uh... A globe. He has a globe that's, it's all stone inlays, like gemstones. Cool. What gem is Manzamalut and Lopecia? Manzamalut's well, part of Lopecia. That's yeah, what I'm Lopecia saying. Lopecia is all one solid gem, and it's topaz. That, that's like yellow, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Manzamalut has a lot, or I mean, Lopecia has a lot of sand. That makes sense. Yeah. And there's a flip chart in his room. And he's standing by it with a pointer stick. Is this where we learn about oh, liches? No. And then on is the it on front, an easel? And real, yeah, it's on an yeah. easel, and it has a like real ugly handwriting, real big, like someone was holding a marker wrong. And it says the big plan on the front page. And he's like, "Hey, everybody, grab a cigar and then get a seat." Can I pack my pipe instead? Yep, sure. Jackson does that. All right. Hap grabs two cigars since Jackson didn't take one. I'll take one and I'll hand it to Hap in like this on the sly. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I want to. I really appreciate you guys coming today to the meeting. I'm just gonna go through this presentation real quickly. Then he flips over the first page, and the next page says, "Delete my file." Real big on it. Uh, clear your browser history. Get rid of all the cookies. I'll take questions at the end, and then he points with his pointer at it. And he says, "Okay, so I need you guys." to go to the archives and delete my file. And then he puts the pointer down on his desk and then flips the page over and then picks the pointer up, then steps back across the front and then points to the next page. There's a picture, there's a drawing on this one. And it is uh, a stick figure head. It's just a circle. Astute. And then like a body coming off of it. And then six arms, three on each side. And no legs. And no legs. Oh. And then underneath it, it says, To Narath, which is spelled T-U-apostrophe-N-A-R-A-T-H. Is there an arrow pointing to her? That's the city. What do you mean, her? The person. The person with four arms? Six, six arms. arms. Oh. is the place. It's the place. It's the name of the city. And he points with his pointer at it. He says, Tunarath is the Githyanki capital city. It's the opposite of salmon lust. It was a city founded eons ago on the body of this dead god. That's the shape of it? Is Tuna the god? What? I'll take questions at the end. And then he points at a specific spot. It's like on the farthest down arm in the picture. On the right or left? On the right side of the body. Is this facing us or facing away from us? Good question. It's facing you except for the perspective is tilted, so it's looking like up and to the right. It's right or our right? Our right. So the arms are like, they're not like symmetrical? Right. Oh. Like the left arms are almost vertical and the right arms are almost at 45 degrees. In respect to the bottom edge of the paper. Are all of the arms going in the same direction on each side? They're not like yes. splayed out like rays? 
No, because it's a stick figure drawing, it's like if you drew the arms of a stick figure and then you just copied those two lines and then moved them without rotating them farther down the spine. Do you think arms of stick figures always go up? Yes. Whoa. Okay. That's how this is drawn. Just trying to clarify for the listener. I know. It's good. It's good. Theater of the mind. I don't know that I have it drawn correctly. Let me see. That's wrong. I 100% know that I don't have it drawn correctly. And I don't care. Next. The zookeeper slaps the tip of the pointer against the bottom arm, which is the bottom one on the right. Jaxo jumps a little. There's a red circle there. And he says, this is the district of discards, which is a giant city dump. Where's the draw stack? I'll take questions at the end. And then he points to the spine right next to that. And he says, right next to that, there's a tower, Tervarsh. Bless you. Within Tur... Thank you. Within Tervarsh, you will find my... Intervarsh? Within Tervarsh. Within. With... I'll take questions at the end. Within Tervarsh, you will find my file. Under my true name, Remoth. Remoth? How do you spell that? He gets a pen from his desk, and then he draws a circle on the paper with a bunch of, like, weird lines coming out as rays off of the circle. That's just the sun. How do you say that again? Remoth. How many apostrophes are in that? In common, I would put two. R-E-M apostrophe A apostrophe A-T-H. Oh my gosh, I got it right on the first try without you telling me any help. Is common monsolution Lapisian? Yes. Hap pulls out a notebook. And make sure that he writes down the symbol for the name so he can match it later. How many rays are there? Six. Are they wiggly? Some are, so they're mostly straight lines and they look kind of like runic letters, but some are like like a vertical line with two slanted lines off the left side and then radially going to the right. It's like a straight line out with just a cross and then like the next position down radially, it's like... A straight line with a parallel straight line beside it. Things like that. Do you have a last name? Are there a lot of Rama'as in the city? That's the full name. But when you said there were six lines, but the one line with the parallel line next to it, that's one that's line? That's one line. Yeah. Is this, I don't understand why this is so confusing. You guys write like just random lines just in a jumble. I can't write. Okay. Anyway, I'll take questions at the end. So, um, basically, that's the thing. Oh, you guys probably... So, sorry. I forgot that you guys don't speak Gith. Tervarsh is a tower, obviously. And within that will be all of these uh, records. Finals. Finals. No, files. No, um, yes. Will they be alphabetized? Did you say vinyls? Yeah, because you said records. They're, they should be kept very orderly. Here's the thing. I haven't been back there in a long time. And uh, sometimes some architecture gets changed Hey, what if you went back and then you just did it? We could just change what you look like and then you could do this yourself and we could take a nap. Okay. I will answer that question now, even though I had a strict policy. We have a boss who's been trying to get us to work on delegation, so maybe we can delegate. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to go, but the thing is, if they're finding me here and I show up there, it's definitely going to set off a lot of alarms. I hear what you're saying. I also want you to understand that. You look like you here, but if you were disguised, you wouldn't look like you anymore. And then you could get in and out real quick, and you know what you're doing. All right, and then he flips to the next page over. There's a picture of a flying ship. Oh, I could pilot that. There are uncountably many 
Githyanki skiffs flying around the air. So you need to make sure that you're not seen by them. Did I mention it's a warrior people that we are? I'm a warrior? Does that mean they attack like anybody that doesn't look like them? Because that's really racist. No, no. He looks like scared a little bit about being canceled. And he's like, no, they don't attack anybody. Just people who aren't them or are them who are trying to escape enslavement. How do we convince them that we're not trying to escape enslavement? We just show up and we're already enslaved. Yeah, I think you should be a slave. My plan? Just don't get... Get caught. Yeah. You just slip in. You get my file. We burn it. You make it be destroyed. And then you come back here. It's no problem. We eat it. What if we just take down that whole tower? I'm just not... I'm, I don't want to get you guys in a worse position, but I do have to say it's been hundreds of years since I've been there. And I'm a little bit worried that they've moved some of the architecture around. And you might have to do some thinking on your feet when you're there. No problem. We're good at that. I'm sure we can find someone else to do this for you. I'm in. Yeah, we're going to work on that delegation. <laughs> they points to his desk, and there's a big bottle of champagne, and he's like, and when you guys get back, we'll open this up. That does sound cool. Yay. Okay, now I'm ready for questions. Oh, yeah, I got a How question. How do we get there? That's a good question. Oh, yeah. And then he knocks on the door, and in come your two best friends, Fisher and Flask. Pushing a cart. I was going to say, we better get some good shit if we're going to go do this for you. They should just stand on the other side of the door and listen to that lecture and (laughs) wait for the knock. He's very dramatic. Okay. I mean, if you're in a thieves guild, you've got to be dramatic. Yeah, so in comes Fisher, your friend, the bald dwarf with a mustache and no beard, and Flask, his three-cream co-worker. They're both wearing white lab coats. And Fisher comes in and he says, Oh, hey there, 5108-3605? Long time no see. Hey, hey, are we going to get some goodies? Sure thing. I ran out of fire breath. Could you, could you, and I pull out the flask. I'm like, can I get a refill? Because I'm real tough, but I'm way tougher when I can breathe fire. He looks over at flask and flask goes, and then he just shrugs. And then he goes, um, sure. Flask runs out of the room and comes back with a new potion of fire breath. Thanks so much. I'm so excited. Uh, we don't have as much to give you guys as you might uh, be hoping for because uh, we didn't really know about this mission in advance to get things together. But we have some of this old stuff that was sitting around from before. Great. What about something that can help us fly? Because it sounds like flying might be a useful skill where we're going. Oh, yeah. Could you give me some wings? Jaxo would be so cute with some wings, Yeah, you know? I want to fly. Tough little dragon. Tough can fly, has fire breath. Do you happen to have, like, a magical hand I can graft onto my neck so I can hold an extra rod? <laughs> hey, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? It, it would be nice <laughs> if it could go in if I didn't want to use it, too. But, like, that's, you know, I understand technological limitations. Jaxo, do you have, um, are you already wearing a cloak? Yeah, it shrunk to be the right size for my little body. Well, you're in great luck, because I know you're a great collector of things. Yeah. Stolen things because of your piracy background. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is for you. And he reaches into his uh, cart, and he pulls out, and he hands you a new cloak. (gasps) What is it? Cloak of kobold kind. (gasps) It's just skin kobolds. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not true or canon. It's not magical at all. It's just kobold skin. Is it goblin skin? No. I'm okay with that. It is leather. Is it goblin leather? Wait, is it really a cloak? I don't know. It can't be cool. No, it's the wings of flying. (gasps) 
So, yeah, all you have to do is get rid of that old elf cloak. You put this on, you attune it, and uh, you can use it to fly. Turns into bat wings. Fisher digs around in his bag, and he says, Oh, I got just the thing for you, Drell. And he pulls out, like, an orange prescription bottle. Okay. And he tosses it to you. He says, Now, be careful when you take these pills. Uh, it's not exactly what you wanted. It's only a temporary fix. But um, this should help you out. Just write this down, because this is from Arcana of the Ancients. Okay. And they're called Arm Bifurcators. Oh, my God. Let's say there are three pills in there. What do these do, Fisher? Oh, it's handy. That's real fancy. We found that down deep in the mines. Get it handy. You just take one of those pills, and then for the next four hours, you get a couple extra hands to hold things. It helps a lot with bench work. That's pretty cool. Hey, Hab, what kind of things are you looking for help with? I don't know. I just think my short sword's just not doing the trick. I was hoping maybe I could get a little bit of a nicer weapon. There are these two silver swords in the sewer we can go get. I'm not very good with two-handed swords. Or like a, a really nice bow. Oh, yeah, we have just the thing for you. And he pulls out a handheld metallic device of interlocking hollow metal rings and arcs. And he hands it to you in a very delicate way. I inspect it. As you're inspecting it, he like reaches out and touches the end of it and pushes the muzzle up towards the ceiling instead of pointing at him. He's like, yeah, yeah, just be careful with that. And what's this thing called again? Uh, it's a ray emitter. How do you use it? Well, you see, you're pointed at something you want a uh, destructive beam of energy to target within 120 feet. And, uh, you know, it does different kinds of damage. This looks great. Thank you. Roll a d20, Nora. 11. Oh, yeah. That's a cell-disrupting radiation. It does necrotic damage. Yeah, just be careful. If you use it too often, it'll start to overheat and act funny. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks for all this great stuff. Yeah, well, the best is still to come. And then he grabs the edge of a tarp that was on the cart, and he pulls it off. It's like a big pile of trash, and it just spills over the edge of the cart on the floor. Garbage? Um, yeah. You need, do you need us to help you clean it up? No, sir. This here is your limousine to the astral plane. Garbage? Yeah. Wait, is that where all your trash goes? Wait, is that where all of our trash goes? Is this some other plane? No wonder the astral plane hates us. And then Flask turns around behind him and grabs one of those Scalarin power cores that you guys have had, that you guys got from the race. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yes. Pulls it up, and it has two alligator clips on wires, like a car jumper cables. Yeah. <laughs> he clips those to the trash, and it all starts sparking and shining, and then it turns into, like, a magical portal. And he's like, see? Then all you have to do is go through this here plane tra- transfer portal, and you'll be right there where you want to be. All right, next question. How do we get back? You know, we were worried you were going to ask that. And I think you should be able to just come back through the portal. Is it in a static location? They look at each other. And Flask like, clicks like... And then he shrugs. And then Fisher looks back at you and he goes, Yes! Have y'all done any animal testing on this device before sending a human through? I'm not human, but I'm not going through there. I put my finger on my nose. They look at each other again. Then Flask pulls a gerbil out of his lab coat pocket and drops it through. Is it going to come back? He just shrugs. That's the part we really wanted to test. Well, you can always get back the the traditional way, too. Die? What? 
No, that won't get you anywhere. Try not to do that. And the zookeeper says, yeah, at least not until you destroy my file. Well, what's the traditional way? Uh, you got to get an interdimensional ship and fly back. And uh, y'all in this group know how to pilot one of those. Jackson does. Oh, yeah, I could definitely do that. But I'm thinking about pushing one of these fuckers in and see if they can make it back. All right, well, uh, you guys better get going because the portal's only going to stay open so long. If it's only going to stay open for so long, then you told us we could come back with it. See how that's confusing? It'll be fine. Time doesn't really pass in the astral plane. You can't get older there. You can't get born there. I don't think that's true. I'm sure it's going to be fine. I want to knowledge check that. Can I, can <laughs> yeah. I roll a history check? <laughs> yeah, sure. I got an 18. What do you want to know? If time passes normally in the astral plane. So there's, I'm a little confused about this. I think it passes normally. It's just that you literally can't age and you can't be born there. So people from the astral plane have to leave to get older. You can't be born there? Right. Where are like astral dreadnoughts born? Well, they might not be born. You think there's a finite number of astral dreadnoughts? They might be like created. Oh. But like living creatures have to like go have their babies somewhere on another plane and then come back to the astral plane. Mr. Zookeeper, sir, how did you get here whenever you left? He says, I came in a ship. One of them time ships. No, it's a regular interplaner ship. Interplaner, yeah. Yeah, okay. you, you fly it with a spelljammer helm. Do you have one of those? I used to. But uh, unfortunately, it didn't survive the crash landing, the soft landing that I did a little too hard. Can you hire like a warlock to... To get us back? I just in case. I mean, I don't know. Who does that kind of thing? Drill. High level wizards. Guys, we got the best in the business. Yeah, but what if we don't make it back? What if this portal closes? We would just want some assurances that you're going to make sure we come back if we are still alive. We're going to stay by this portal. We've got two more power cores. We're going to keep this bad boy powered up and open for days. All right. Are you you guys good with that? Y'all good with that? We could always just like um, start our own country in the astral plane if we get stuck there, right? Your mom might not be so happy about that drill. Yeah, I'm not scared. I just think it's dumb. Like, you guys have all this stuff. Why don't you have like a like a ray gun that makes a portal that's portable? Portalable. You know what I'm saying? Flask is like. Or Fisher is like, he shrugs and he looks at the ground. He's like, this is, we brought it on a cart. Can, right we take, can we take it with us? Can we bring it through? All right. Can we see through the portal? Yes. What's there? It's like a, a sky and you can see around the edges, huge piles of debris. And in the sky, you can see some ships far off in the distance. Is stuff like floating around? No, the ships are, but they're like airships. Are we going to fall whenever we step through here? Jaxo has to immediately use his wings. What's the, yeah, what's what's the dealio do? here? I can't fly. I mean, I can walk on air, but like that's one, that's one person. I think you can just step through it. To the air. No, I think that you step under the ground on the other side. All right, I'll step through it. Okay, you step through it and um, gravity goes backwards as you pass through the portal. So like you have momentum going through and then you come up and then you like fall on the ground. By the point, well, I don't know, make a dexterity save. Nine. Yeah, you fall, you like trip. It's like really awkward. Um, and you like fall on the ground on the other side. And you're in a humongous pile of debris, not pile, but like a yard of debris and garbage and junk. I'm going to say out loud, 
Hap, can you hear me? You can hear him. Yes, sir, I can hear you. All right, well, the portal's upside down, so when you come in, you go into the floor, like, the floor is the floor, so don't fall on your face, and I didn't do that. So you're saying I'm going to jump in, and then my feet are going to be upside down on the other side. Yeah, so jump in head first. All right, I dive into the portal. All right, cool. I'll make, uh, what, like an acrobatics check or a, what did I make you do? A dexterity save. I, th- I Make an argument for either one of those. You want yeah, but I think that if you know ahead of time, you get advantage think, at least. I think do an acrobatics check. With advantage, because you know. Or you think now you can use acrobatics instead of dexterity. That's what I think, yeah. 13. All right, you dive in and you come up and then you just land on your feet like you did a little hop on the edge. Put my arms out like a, a brace. And then I pose. Can we see the bottoms of the ships? Yes. That's not what you made it sound like. I'm sorry. You're like looking up from the ground into the sky. I see now the I problem. I thought we were like in the sky. Me too. We I were going to fall. Yeah, I thought you meant like a sky with no ground and there were ships flying around and we were looking at the tops of them. This is my fault and I'm sorry. It's, I forgive you. We're fine. Around the periphery of the vision, you can see a vast junk pile because like, you're looking from the ground perspective. I'm just going to start shoveling junk into the portal. <laughs> <laughs> you hear them be like, stop, stop. Hold on, stop. You're going to mess up the portal. Probably. No, no, you need this for more portals. All right. And I, Jaxo is like, if I had understood that we weren't fall- falling into the sky, I would have probably felt a little less, like, scared. Because Jaxo ain't scared of nothing. Yeah, but Jarrell's the one that did it. And so Jaxo dives in, too. All right, make an acrobatics check. Um, 27. Jaxo dives in, then comes out the other side and does a front tuck and lands on his feet. Hey, guys. What's up? Wait, what do you want to do? First, you need to find a mirror. Okay. Are there any, um, like, landmarks around us that we can use to mark where the portal is? Sure. So, uh, so this is a uh, humongous. Have you ever been to a landfill in real life? It's like that size. No. It's like South Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's That's like, the butthole? What? Well, they have to go through the anus. But when they get there, they come into... Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like acres and acres of just like very tall piles of debris and rubbish. You know, a lot of it's tiny little things that are stacked up. Like, imagine handheld... Compact mirrors and... Uh, is it semi-organized? Like, Is it like, this is where all the cars go? This is where all the toasters go? It's semi-organized. But there's also like... Um, oh, yeah. Here's like a building that we just lifted up from somewhere else and dumped here because it's like garbage because we're building a new building there. Yeah. There's like huge bones from monsters from various planes that were like defeated and the bones aren't worth anything. And there's big blocks of metal and there's like rotting organic matter, like food waste and like a bunch of garbage bags over here. Are there tall poles that say like blue 18? No, there aren't. It's like not marked in a way you can see. Do I see anything reflective, like cleanly reflective, like mirror or at least glass or... Make an investigation check. 22. Oh, yeah. You find a nice-sized reflective mirror thing that's like half of like what, what was once probably like a regular bathroom mirror, about two feet by two feet, except for it's not square. It's like some random shape. All right, I check my makeup and make sure that um, it did get messed up from my fall. And any, blem- any maybe blemishes I try to smooth out a little bit, you know? 
it's messed up to you, but I fix it. The, the other two people in your party can't tell. All right, every time I talk to them, I like hold that side away from them a little bit so they only see my like good side. Yes, yeah, but like it's like a little bit awkward sometimes. What kind of makeup are you wearing? It's just eyeliner. Oh, okay. Maybe a little bit of eyeshadow, but like hint of eyeshadow. Is it sparkly? No. It's probably black. Is it black sparkly? Yeah, it just makes me look really tired. Oh, okay. DM, I have a question for you. Yes. I have this spell that's called locate object. So I was I was kind of I have that also and I was thinking. Yeah, like if one of us uses that, could it get us back to like this hunk of mirror that Drell just you looked in, you know, so we can get back to the yeah, portal. Yeah, I think that's exactly how that spell works. I think I specifically didn't take that. It would be awkward if we all took that spell. <laughs> <laughs> so like there are reference points that are far away in architecture. This whole city was built on um, this dead god's corpse, right? But think of something that's gargantuan. So, like, miles across, right? And so you can see the head of the dead god, which also has a humongous palace grounds built at it. And you can see off, like, in the horizon, like, the arms, like, the hands of the arms. And the hands are, like, making different hand gestures. Do they, like, change? No. Because she's dead. Right. It's like a, imagine it like a stone statue. Yeah. Are we on the torso? Yeah. Well, you're like on the, like near like a, it would be a shoulder joint, but it's like the bottom arm. So. It's the armpit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's that. And then there's, like I said before, there's a bunch of flying ships, like airships that you can see the bottoms of, like way overhead. You don't seem to see other people at all. And I've been imagining the sky is, like, red, but I don't know why. I was wondering if it was daytime or nighttime or what kind of lighting there was. Yeah, I was imagining it like a sunset kind of red. How many suns? You can't see any suns. That's just the background. Like, there is no firmament here. Just, well, there's, like, red firmament. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? You, you probably need more things to work with. Can we players. see a tall tower? Because we wanted to go to a tall tower. So... You can see that there are buildings, but within the the debris, there's a lot of, like, pieces of tall towers. And then there's just, like, rows of cleared space for people to, like, travel through the debris and the junk. Are we on the bottom left arm or the bottom right arm? The bottom right arm of the body of the god. Sort of wrong arm? No, we're on the right arm. Yeah, that was a really good portal. That's why it was trash, because I had to go to the trash place. Yeah, we're going to the land of refuse. Yeah. District of discards, Dumbo. Are there a bunch of toys that are around that are like like a jack in a box with this? Yeah. Like... That's I'm definitely picturing that. I don't know. Is this am I picturing the scene from the labyrinth? What no, that's from that Christmas story about the elf or whatever. It's like that weird claymation style. Oh no, no, no. I'm picturing isn't there like some old lady that collects garbage on uh, her back? That's dark like... crystal. Dark Crystal, yeah. But we're not old. When we talk about Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, it's not because we're old. No, we're Zoomers, remember? Yeah, we're just young kids here having a podcast. We don't even believe in birds. I wasn't even alive when Second Edition came out. Um, I don't know. That's where you are. You can tell which direction is, like, the torso. In the other direction, there's a big fist that you can see in the horizon. Do we see any towers in the direction of the fist? Yes. How many fingers are on the fist? Four and a half. Wait, the tower's on the fist? Mm-mm. So, all right, here's the thing, because you can see very far away. 
There are like a bunch of towers. Are the arms like in front of the body, like one eighth of the way to a hug? So it's easy to see across like the whole body. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I was imagining like uh, when a bug dies and its arms curl in a little bit, it's kind of like that. So they're like curled forward in front of the torso. Isn't the tower we're looking for in the armpit? Yes. So that tower in the fist, fuck it. We don't need that. There's not just a tower in the fist. There's like a. Because you can see the other arms. This is like when you're playing Halo and you can look up at the Halo. You can see like real far away. There are a lot of small towers all yeah, over the they place. Didn't, they didn't tell us where the tower was. They said it was in the armpit. I don't think that's true. Did they? Yeah, you told us it was in the armpit. Okay. And that it might not be there anymore. All right, well, the portal's still open. We can just go in and ask. Let's stick my head through the portal. Uh, they're all eating like uh, applesauce out of cups. And they're all like, oh, hey. Hey, uh, point at the tower. Stick your head through here. The zookeeper's like, I can't stick my head through there. Then I'll set off all the alarms that I was trying to not set off. All right, get like a plastic bubble, put it through so that all the air is still pre-material plane air. I stick my head through and I say, hey, can you just tell us what the tower looks like? Yeah, it's like a cylinder that tapers towards the top. It's like four or five stories tall. Four or five, that's not much of a tower. Any specific color? Just white, gray? Stone. Stone. Bone. Oh, stone, stone, Ash. Stone. It's like concrete. Midnight. What? Taupe. And Is it, midnight a color? Charcoal. And it's, near the, it's near the armpit, right? Yes. Okay. I put my hood up on my cloak of elvenkind and start walking towards the armpit. I want to go into sneak mode. All right. You guys start sneaking towards the armpit. I guess you should roll a group stealth check. Is that how we're doing? That's how we did it before. I have a plus seven. I got, I'm a little distracted. So you're wearing the wings of flying and the cloak of elven <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you can. What do you mean you can? Seems like you can. I don't think you can. One of them is a cloak and one of them is wings. They're both cloaks. <laughs> it says bat wings. I'm just saying you can also wear two cloaks in real life. You might look stupid, you're but you can do so it. You're so hot. I'm cold-blooded. I don't feel heat. Yeah, you're not going to get hot if you're cold-blooded. That's a good point. But you can't... <laughs> no, Look, this is second edition logic. Their magic overlaps. is why you can only have one ring on one hand. So you can probably wear both, but only one can be considered worn for the magical quality of it. And the other one's just there to be uncomfortable and way more. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? It's very similar to having it in your backpack, probably. Think of it this way. If the cloak of elven kind isn't on the outside, then it doesn't give you any benefit for hiding. But if the wings of flying aren't on the outside, then they can't fly. Wait, do you remember when I was talking about the ladybug? No, I mean I remember you started talking and then I stopped listening. But I do yeah, I remember, remember you starting it. The ladybug has armor shells that cover the wings, and the armor shells open up and the wings fly. So if the cloak of elvenkind just folds into the middle between the bat wings, the bat wings can fly just fine. I, I wear the cloak backwards. Yeah, that's fine, but then the cloak of elvenkind can't be seen on the outside of the bat wings to help you hide. You wear the cloak of elvenkind backwards. Like, if you're talking about a cloak of protection, that's one thing, but we're talking about a cloak of elvenkind. No, I'm saying... If you fold the wings up into a cloak and you put that cloak of all kind over top of it, now it's on top. Oh, I thought you said the opposite when you said that. Yeah, but the cloak of elven kind doesn't have a split down the back of it and muscles to hold it out so the wings can fly underneath it. It doesn't matter. It goes down the center. You push it off your shoulders. It goes down between the wings and the wings go to your left and right. Because your wings don't come out of the middle of your back. They don't come out of your spine. 
Yes, they do. No, they're literally here on the wings. They're under the armpits. What? Let me see that picture. Under the armpits, like a bat wing. Is that an official D&D picture? Or is yeah. it just a cool picture on the internet? It's in D&D Beyond. You're just going to have to fall back on second edition logic. The words where the say magic turns the cloak into a pair of bat wings or bird wings on your back. The picture is not on your back. I went with the picture. This is a robe in the picture. A picture is worth a thousand words. I hate to disagree with the party that I'm playing with, but I agree with Brayton's first point that like it's whichever one's on the outside you can use, so the other one's useless. I also think you could switch the positioning, but you that's going to take time. Yeah, that's but what I'm talking about. Like gameplay function, it's similar to like taking off a cloak, getting one out of a backpack, putting the other one in a backpack, and putting the one on. Yeah, and, like as long as that's like the functionality, because like yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying I think the dungeon master is going to have to fall back on this second edition magic space logic. I also thought that they you had to be attuned to those things. It's not a choice of things I can attune. Oh, yeah, it is now. It wasn't before. Oh, uh, so now you do have to attune. All right, it. I attuned it. Okay. I'm wearing the wings of flying. All right, well, I don't put my cloak of elven kind hood up and start walking. I put my cloak of wings of bat wings of flying up. Not, I don't put the wing, the hood up to make it go. I have to say the word, but I do want a hood. Just to be clear. Okay. And I started walking. What peril awaits 5108-3605 on the astral plane? Can they find and erase all the files they seek? Will the portal remain open? And can they make it back alive? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour. show is a member of the sorgatron media podcast network find out more at sorgatronmedia.com bardic mystery tour is recorded at looking for group pittsburgh looking for group pittsburgh is a land center in the brookline neighborhood of pittsburgh pennsylvania if you're in the area stop by for games co-working or events find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com